Welcome to Vital Talk, Vital Tech's content series. Specifically, this is a podcast. I'm joined by co-founder of Vital Tech, Chicago's leading IT provider, Sean Vitale. So kind. Too Sean, kind. this is a good topic for those that are tired of their current IT provider, feel like they need to get more tech support within their business and their, their office environment because change is hard and if you're overwhelmed by it, you may never get the gumption to change. And that's what we want to teach you today. We're gonna to walk you through what entails you changing IT providers and is it worth it? Sean, let's start right there. What are we talking about today? Yeah, you just said it best. And, and it, it, I guess because I have the luxury of owning an IT, outsourced IT company, um, which we'll refer to as just IT partners going forward. There's a lot of terminology, MSP, outsourced provider, blah, blah, blah. So we'll just call it IT partners because we like at Vital Tech using the word partner. But <clears throat> since I have the benefit and luxury of owning a company, I totally understand what the process is like and I totally see the benefits of it. Um, so Yeah, you wouldn't be invested into it no, if you didn't not, believe in it, right? Exactly, sure. exactly. Uh, but yeah, what we're talking about is specifically changing IT partners. So from, again, one arts outsourced IT provider to another, one MSP to another, we're just going to refer to those as IT partners. But what does that process look like? Why should you change? You know, what are the questions that come along with it? Scott and I did some prep work and some homework um, perusing the World Wide Web and, um, you know, tried to gather as many questions and as much information as we could for today. So hopefully it's a good episode. Quite frankly, we care. Like we care about our current uh, partners and we believe in what we do. And we know that tech is an essential part of business now and companies big and small uh, justify it with having a budget for it because it only makes the business more efficient. But what we find is that the majority of companies don't know what they, what they don't know. know. What I mean is they'll go five, five six, seven, seven years. During a period, during a period quite frankly, where technology has changed and IT providers' services has changed so much. And then if they haven't had a lot of enhancements with their IT service and they continue to have a managed IT program or a hybrid between that and internal IT, and they're spending a lot of money, we are very sure of, and they don't feel like it's gotten improved, and enhanced chances are there's something far better out there. Now, Vital Tech's in Chicago, and we uh, deal with mostly small and medium-sized businesses. We do have a client upwards to 500 employees and workstations, but they're all the same from us in terms of the transition to change. And Also opening an office in Nashville in a couple of we weeks. We are. We're excited about it, um, and uh, hopefully that will grow as we intend to. And that's, I think, why you change, right? I, the reason businesses change is because they see value in it being worth it. They see it as taking one step back to take two or three steps forward. Yeah, I think the reason why any company should consider switching IT partners is because IT is the most important thing out there right now. Um, it's the most important thing involved in your business. The first thing people do when they get in every single day is they boot up their computer or they check their voicemails on their phone. 
high dependence now. Yeah. Everyone if, on even technology. If, even if you're running a cloud, uh, fully cloud organization, if that's the case, then you know what? You need a lot of network monitoring. You need redundant internet connections. So it's Azure IT providers should be doing real time monitoring and logging. Vital Tech does, but yeah. it wasn't always the case. Yeah, and I guess, you know, I'd, I'd like, we'll talk a little bit about this at the end, but that's what I'd like people to, to really understand is why IT is so important. You need internet, you need backups, you need your data. Um, you need to be secure with all of the, all the, the hacking that's going on nowadays and all the malicious people out there. Um, if you're not, then uh, you could be penalized um, through regulation or you could get sued. Um, and also your business might just not be able to function without these services. So, so you need someone managing it. But I guess the nitty gritty of, <clears throat> I think, why you should change is if you're just first and foremost frustrated with your current provider. There's, you know, I, I hate to admit it, but there's a lot of IT partners out there available. A lot of outsourced IT partners available. Um, you can start just with Google, uh, which I've done just to seek out, you know, competition and curious what they're doing. And I, there was probably over a hundred um, before I got lost and I just didn't get lost, but I, I started just realizing this is a rabbit hole that I didn't want to go down very long. Um, so if you're first and foremost frustrated, um, just take a step back and, and, and start Googling just to get an idea of what's out there. Um, what makes you frustrated? Well, that could be a variety of different things. It could be non-responsiveness. Um, maybe they're just taking too long to respond. Um, do you have SLAs defined? Maybe you don't have SLAs defined. And by SLAs, I mean, you know, just response times. Um, maybe just have your arms around time to resolution, even if it's not guaranteed. Um, have some reports on uptime and downtime, things like that. Let me interject because communication, I think, is one of the biggest reasons that people reach a breaking point. They don't feel heard. And it comes from a number of different employees within the company. If you have a man managed IT provider, you obviously have their contact information, each employee. And so if there's any technical issues, you would contact them. It should create a ticket. And you should be heard quickly. Vital text policy is two hours. And depending on the the time of day. Time, yeah. not only the time of day, but like the difficulty of the project of the ticket um, yeah. uh, should then set expectations of how long it should take for it to be resolved. But yes. during the process, whether it's a process, a thing that can be resolved in five to 10 minutes or something that requires a half a day of work, uh, the company and the client wants to just be updated. They don't want to feel like they're in the dark. That is the big, I feel like the reason we um, called and contacted and uh, fortunately gained partnerships is because they had some environment before, whether it was internal or they just had kind of a time and material guy that would come in or they had a managed IT. Regardless, it doesn't matter what service it is. If you're not communicating, yeah. That's a huge problem because I think that in this day and age, time and money are very important, but getting attention, it needs to be at a certain level to just, I'm paying you a lot of money. You need to be on call to a degree. Yeah. Early on, we started working with larger partners, larger companies. We were identified right away that there's a huge communication issue and how can you be a human company if you're not communicating? So 
I created these little cards with these circles that just have um, communication guidelines for when, just for simple things, handling a ticket. So get on the phone, um, address their issue, repeat their issue. See if you can recreate their issue. Um, give them somewhat of an expectation of how long you think it'll take to fix. Even if you don't know how long, communicate that. I'm not sure. I, I think it's this, but I just don't know. Um, there's often times when we step away and by step away, I just mean we log on to a server to start troubleshooting something on the back end or log in 365 or the cloud application and start troubleshooting there. Type a little note on the computer. Just let them know, hey, I'm going to be stepping away. I still need access to your computer. I should be back in a few minutes. Check back with them throughout the process. Follow up and obviously let them know what it's like to resolve it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, those bubbles are pointed out and put in everybody's desk and we try to really, really enforce that on the help desk side as much as we possibly can. And we want to help. Well, the last thing we would want is for something, not just to fall in deaf ears, obviously, we would, we would hate for someone to not feel inclined to tell us there's an issue with their technology. Yeah. We want to help. And there is benefits to both sides. There's reciprocation that the more we resolve and prevent reoccurring issues, it allows us more time and autonomy to focus on bigger strategic business planning issues for you and all our other partners because i think that is what has changed we're going to talk about that and a little bit about how the expectations and services by your it provider have evolved over the last couple of years and if you don't feel like a lot has improved chances are that you have a stagnant it provider and it's worth at least reaching out so why don't companies change? Yeah, look, there's a million reasons why to switch. And it's basically, if you're frustrated and we could go on and on, um, if you're not receiving the communication, if you don't think you're scalable, if you're not being presented with new solutions, if it's pricing, uh, budgetary. It, but how do you know? Any of those things. Like how do you know about scalability and whether or not, like if that's what I, and I speak, the questions when I'm talking to at least interested companies that, want to improve they want to they want to grow they want their their uh, employees to feel like management has their back and right. certainly the better your technology is the happier quite frankly an employee is going to be because they feel like they can get the most out of their day with work efficiency but if they don't know what else is out there right how it's all relative if there's, you're blind so there's two things you can kind of look at there and i'm just kind of you know going off the cuff here um one is production. If, if your production's going down at all or somewhat frequently, I don't want to say at all. Production does go down. I mean, Microsoft and Google have outages, you know, I don't know. But so, over a decent sample. Yeah. If, if there's a somewhat common recurring, whatever it feels too frequent for you, if you're having outages and your production's going down, that's the first sign that you just might not have the right equipment, the right service in place. Um, and that could be a scalability issue. Um, number two is the, so let's say you're not having issues, but what's the ease of use? Are you having to take 20 steps to do something? You could take 10. Um, are you hearing about other firms? Hopefully companies are, you know, aware of what other similar like companies are using as far as IT solutions. Um, so those two things I think is one is just the downtime relative to production and the um, kind of the ease of use or the workflows of the IT solutions that you're using. Um, 
those, I mean, other than that, that, you know, know, there's the frustration that we just kind of talked about, about, but you should know, and those things things should create create gut feelings feelings that, that, um, you know, maybe maybe my technology isn't right for me. me And, and you should be having that discussion with your partner. (laughs) And so if your partner's not bringing this up to you and you're not, and, or you're not discussing this with a partner, um, one of you has to speak up. There are some telltales and I want to bring them up. And from your expertise with dealing with all of our partners and bringing in companies that were frustrated, obviously some of these will ring true because here are the most common breaking points where a company says we've had enough, we need to make the change. One is fiscal transparency, hidden fees, Uh, full disclosure, vital tech. We do not have many billable hours whatsoever. We have a nearly all-inclusive, proactive IT program, and most issues would fall under that umbrella, and we then charge a monthly fee for uh, per workstation um, per month. That's, That's how, how we, we do it. it. We learned early on that piecemealing it in time and material uh, leaves it open for either side to poke holes and then lead to being disgruntled if all of it is pretty much out in front and um, the expectations allow, I think, a higher likelihood of, of a healthy partnership. For sure. If, if there's an issue, if something breaks um, and you're paying someone on a T&M basis for them to fix it, they're going to fix it. The, they might fix what immediately needs fixing, but there might be some more digging that needs to happen in the back end in order to fix it. There might be some information, some logs that need to look at. And on a TNM basis, it's hard to do that because it could take hours for that to get fixed. With us, since with Vital Tech, and that's why we switched from TNM to just a, sort of an all-inclusive uh, package, um, it's mutually beneficial because you know they, the clients know the price that they're paying for it and our job is to just fix it so it's just like having an it department i pay you to fix my things i pay you to maintain them and i pay you to keep me up to date with technology and here's the budget for it and if we agree on that budget then it's a healthy relationship but for us specifically with the issues if a server goes down we can boot the server back up we can restart a service and in a tnm basis now everything's working they clients would want us to go away because they don't want to pay us anymore. Great. Everything's working. Awesome. See you later. But for the root of the issue might still be, uh, that might still be there in the environment and we need to dig in and figure it out with our relationships now with customers, because if we don't, it's going to break again and it's going to, it could break more, which require more resources, which could be more downtime for the business, which leads to not so fun conversations. So it's, it's extremely beneficial for us to just fix the issue, uh, dig into it, and then come up with a recommendation for a permanent fix for the issue um, on the onset of it. At the end of the day, it's expectations. And it's now in 2020, as we'll talk about more, is expectations should be heightened. You being a smaller, medium, large company, you, you should be expecting more as technology has improved. And if you aren't expecting more, you should at least be pushing the tech company. And if they can't hold up to it and they can't promise the capabilities that were sworn in, yeah, you need to change. Yeah. And if the customer service is not appropriate, which goes back to the aforementioned response time and communication, clarity, expectations, 
I mean, it's one thing if somebody says to you, just tells you it's going to take a while. We're not, we're not there yet. That goes a long way. Yeah. Versus the just radio silence. Yeah. And so that's another expectation that has changed over time. Yeah. You need to have a back and forth very quickly. And that's something we take pride in. I mean, our motto at Vital Tech is IT made human and humans talk to one another. <laughs> so that's and Hopefully, also, hopefully, oh, hopefully they're not just that, texting. And I'm curious, as we um, wrap up the point of, of, of why companies don't change, why they don't change, I think that quite frankly, people have so many things on their plate in this day and age that the idea of uprooting and spending dozens of hours to change something that there's a possibility that nothing improves or nothing changes doesn't seem to be worthwhile their time. And it's also the aspect of you're likely leaving a company that has a lot of uh, previous experience in your tech environment and the employees at your company and that it really needs to be bad for you to justify the change, but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And I, I think people, they just don't understand the process of the change, which we'll talk about in a second. And I think they're kind of scared of the change itself. So that's why, you know, I, I like to start with, well, why switch? What are these frustrations? Share some of those frustrations with other people and, Look, if you go through this entire process of vetting, you know, new IT partners to work with and you realize that even if you're not frustrated, you might just be second guessing or you're just curious, go through it. Might as well ask and see. And, you know, if you notice something that another IT partner provides, go to your existing IT partner and say, hey, can you provide this as well? So you don't have to change through this. Um, if you're not frustrated, if you're frustrated, if you're doubting, if you're, you know, any of you're hesitant of the relationship or that they're, you know, they can address your scalability of the company, strongly encourage you to, to I strongly encourage you to consider changing. But even if you're not, at least just go through this sort of auditing process once every few years to. to you, we, you would do it on almost every other front right. in your life where you want growth or something that you put time and money or care for your body, health, fitness, your car, your home, your 401k. Like there is, you clearly want growth, right? And um, particularly if you're pot committed to a company and you don't feel as if it's compounding in the positive, it's it worth, it's certainly worth a phone call, which we love. We love for a number of reasons. We get to meet new people. We get to learn about more tech environments and more environments of office to see how, how we stack up, how we could help um, if we're the right fit, if we're not the right fit, quite frankly. But I think in a short form over a phone call, quite frankly, in 10 to 15 minutes, both sides can get a very healthy diagnostic of if we're the right match. Yeah, and I, totally worth your time. I think another good scenario which we run into um, somewhat frequently is in the initial sales process is to just think of a project you have going on. So like we had a customer, a potential customer, that their equipment was outdated and it was inadequate. So that's kind of a scalability issue there. 
Um, it's a reliable, more of a reliability issue, I would say. And they just met with us and said, what would you have us do? And, you know, here's our issue. What would you have us do? And we talked through the process. Um, there weren't, you know, deliverables or anything handed off to one another, but there was whiteboarding involved. There were questions. There was healthy dialogue. It was, you know, a couple hours back and forth. It might have been two, two visits, you know, to the client's office. Um, that going through that process gives you a, a very clear idea of what it's going to be like working with the IT provider. So that's, I think that's a great way, in my opinion, if you're, if you're just curious about what should I be doing next in IT, um, or you have an issue with your current IT and you're just curious what options are out there, um, bring that to an MSP and get your arms around that. Bring it to an IT partner, potential one. Moving on, you yeah. meet with the company, yeah. you've made the decision it's worth the change. From vital tech standpoint, if they were your client, what would you tell them next? So I'll back up just a quick second before that and then we'll get right into that. But if once you're, you decide, okay, I want to switch, what do you do? Yep. Um, just identify your needs. So consider everything we just talked about and determine what you're really looking to get out of the provider. So are you just looking for better, better SLAs? Are you looking for better guidance? Are you just looking for someone who knows a little bit more about security? Identify your needs, what you want out of your IT provider. Gather some information as well beforehand. Um, you don't have to have all of this. A lot of this will, at least when Vitaltech goes through the process with our new partners, um, we help you gather the information. But it's, it's good to start thinking about passwords, inventory, the applications used, things like that. And then obviously you can start meeting with the MSPs. Um, then once you discuss the point, once you change, uh, you know, what happens next? And there's kind of a chronological order that, that we'll sort of go through here. And the first thing is, is, is figure out that, that, um, that schedule, that chronological order. Um, so you should, you should meet and you should talk with your new IT partner and say, okay, what are we doing? What do we need to do? And let's build some, put some timeframes around those things. Um, so going through that process itself, there should be kind of a schedule that comes out. Um, all credentials should be had or obtained through the process before you even make the cut itself. Um, I'll back up just a quick sec there. Not all. So if there's, uh, if there's a device in the environment that um, is critical, but doesn't have a lot of configuration on it. And I know that most of the partners that we work with don't really know what I mean by that. But if, if there's a router, for example, and you, you know, through a series of questions, I, during this process, can identify if there's a complex configuration on the router or not. So the MSP, the IT partner should kind of guide you through this. And if there's a router that doesn't have a complex configuration and I'm 90% confident it doesn't through just asking a series of questions, very easy ones, um, we can wipe the router. We can totally reset it. We can call the um, internet service provider and we can reconnect the router to the internet service provider. And that should be part of the schedule. There's gonna be an outage there and you should be able to plan it. And that should happen you know, in accordance to what works best for your business and also when you let go of your current IT partner. Um, so get all the credentials, it's, it's great to have all of them. You don't necessarily need all of them to definitely make it happen, um, but, but it, it goes a lot smoother if you do. 
Um, so then once you have your credentials, you're, you know, what we do at Vital Tech is we assess the environment. So we send somebody over there, we really dig in on all the applications they're using. Uh, we dig in all the infrastructure, make sure it's adequate, make sure it's up to date, make sure it's not under spec. Um, we make sure there's best practices being followed, like there's actual usernames and passwords for the network. There's backups, uh, there's redundancies where there needs to be redundancy, things like that. So we do an assessment, then you review the results of the assessment. Um, probably go back and forth a little bit with our, we need these credentials. No, we don't uh, need these credentials. We can deal with just wiping it or we don't use that service anymore, so on and so forth. Um, and then, you know, at that point, you're kind of ready for the next steps of, uh, okay, now let's talk about the actual day of and what we want to do here. And the next step I like to do there is kind of just talk about the amicability of the relationship you have with your current partner. <laughs> is, it, is it one person and this person is totally crazy and that's what's been stopping you from switching all this time? <laughs> if that's the case, I, I mean, there's, there shouldn't be more of a glaring, you know, you need to switch now kind of, uh, you know, flag in the air. So, um, yeah, I, we've worked with environments that almost have zero passwords. And I'm thinking of one right now where Mike and I pulled an all-nighter. We literally had um, one of our distributors send us some hardware same day. And we rebuilt the entire environment in one night. Um, and had them up and running the next morning. And it wasn't perfectly clean, no, um, but they had all new equipment. We had total access to all their equipment. We were able to save all their files. They didn't lose any data. Um, so it's possible. So however the amicability is, whether it's good or bad, if it's bad, you just kind of plan accordingly. Um, if it's good, obviously it makes the process go a little bit smoother. Um, then you talk about the actual cut date, what it looks like. And first thing to do is just pick a date. So. Um, if it's next Tuesday, great. Next Tuesday, we have everything in order. What time next Tuesday? Let's talk about exactly how the process is going to go when you speak to your current IT partner. And as the, as you're about to have the discussion with your IT partner, um, as, as you're maybe about to send the email, whatever it is, the time frame needs to be decided. I don't want to say the exact time, although that's the ideal situation needs to be decided on beforehand. Um, and we like to know so that we can start immediately when that change happens, we can start changing the passwords. Um, the only reason why we start changing them right away is even if it's very amicable, you just never know how it's going to go. And it's just honestly a good practice. And it's just to you know, improve the integrity of the data that you have, all the proprietary information that you've created, um, and just to minimize downtime. That's it. It's just for production. So it's, it's, it's honestly just the best practice. Um, so then what we do is we start changing the passwords right, right away. You know, you pull the person in the room, you send them an email, you make a phone call, whatever it is, right at that moment, um, Vital Tech jumps in there and we start changing the passwords. We like to start at the exterior perimeter and work our way in, um, just because that's kind of where a lot of single points of failure that are most impacting on the business happen on the perimeter. Sean, let me interject because I... This is a big emotional pain point for people because there is this fear, depending on the relationship. Yeah. But a big question we get in the lead up to a transition is how do we keep the peace from changing? Assuming they have yeah. an outsourced managed IT MSP that they're moving to into like IT provider, how do we make sure that we don't lose data, that there's no viruses, that they don't try to retaliate? How do we keep the peace? Um, and, and that's a real thing. Um, some are smoother than others. Vital Tech has seen, seen it all. 
But what you've already started to allude to and describe is a standard operating procedure that we feel will best ensure that there won't be any hanky panky. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I kind of went over the whole, what do you do beforehand the assessment of the environment right. and, and obtaining but the I just credentials. Mean from an emotional standpoint, we do get people that are afraid yeah. that we had business with you for a long time. We have control of your stuff. It's why we do these precautions, but I would love for you to at least explain to people that um, it happens, but it's preventable and it's usually not as bad as they yeah. fear and anticipate. Yeah, we've had, so like they said with the one where we just kind of literally did it throughout the night and, and they were yeah. up and running the next yeah. day. At that point, um, it didn't really matter. You know, right. They didn't have to tell their current IT provider. And that is an option if you want to do that. I don't recommend it just in case they notice they can kind of interfere with the cutover process. Um, but it is going to be okay. We've yeah. never taken on a new client and, and had things completely broken or just lost data. Um, you know, almost everybody nowadays has backups. Almost everybody nowadays has data cached or saved somewhere. Um, and it's, I don't know, maybe it just seems easy to me and that's why I'm kind of lost for words, but I've, I've just never ran into a scenario sure. out of, I don't even know how many clients where we yep. lost some data. And the conversation doesn't have to be that bad. No way. It really doesn't. Most of the time, it's it almost can, nearly all the time it isn't. I think it's personally harder to let go of an employee than, than you know, than to cut ties with an IT provider. Completely understand that. It could be just really straight, simple and straightforward. Um, simple as far as, you know, we're moving on. We've reached out to a new partner. Thank you for your time. All right. So let's go back to the order, the chronology yeah. of the process and stuff that you left off passwords, email. Yeah. So you've had this conversation. You've, you've, you've assessed the environment. You've, you've gone through it. You've chosen the date. Um, and then you're in the middle of kind of resetting passwords at that point. After all the passwords, so after you've told your current IT partner, that you're severing ties or don't want to work with them anymore and and your the passwords have changed you know at that point it it's it's almost over the entire process you're pretty much done you don't have to worry about anything so if you if you think about everything i went over i went through a lot of details right like and what happens but i you know i'll kind of go through it and i'm not done but i'll go through that just really quickly so you just we created a schedule we assessed the environment once we obtained all the credentials talked a little bit about the day of the amicability, how the conversation goes and things like that. And then you just pick the day and you, you tell them and we start resetting passwords. It's, you know, it's a, it, there's a lot of details involved with there. And, and like I said, we've gone through it so many times, maybe I just make it sound really easy, but that's it. That's the process. That's what you follow. And if you follow that process, like we've, we've never failed at it, at least, you know, for, from vital tech standpoint, um, has it been a hundred percent every single time? No. And if anyone tells you that it's going to be a hundred percent, then they're just pulling your chain. Um, because it's just, there's always intricate things buried everywhere, but, but that's the process. You follow those real simple steps and you get through it and then you start moving forward. So how do you start moving forward? And what we like to do at that point, passwords are reset. Like I said, it doesn't always go hundred percent smooth. So we like to put somebody on site and the reason why is, um, 
people might have questions. And, and even if nothing's actually broken, Word might not open on somebody's computer and they might blame it on you know, the new uh, or associate that with the new IT kind of taking over. So you just wanna make sure that someone's there to help relieve those concerns because the other battle of this from the IT side and from the management side is, is, is I don't wanna say promoting it, but just getting through the, the change with all the employees as well. The employees themselves might be skeptical of this, or maybe they had a tie to the previous IT partner. So you have to kind of prove yourself from that standpoint. Um, so that's where you have somebody on site to uh, dedicated to working on the issues who can work with all the individuals if there are any issues. And if there aren't any issues related to the transition, great. Just we put somebody on site to start working on issues either way. So they at least get to know us. Um, so have someone on site there. Um, then you, you, you kind of implement the normal new client process as well. We send an email out, hey, welcome to Vitaltech. Here's our help desk contact information. Uh, you reach out beforehand uh, and determine whether or not we need after hours access or process. You establish uh, a main contact with the client and with Vitaltech. So we're, you know, so-and-so, in my case, Sean Vitale is going to be the one managing your environment. Come to me with any and all issues. Here's Tracy. She's the help desk manager. Come to her if tickets aren't being responded to in time. And by the way, sometimes people ask us to buy stuff or there's things we just need to bring to your attention. Um, like there's a virus or uh, so-and-so's email got hacked. Um, who's the best person in the company? So who's the client contact that we should contact those things to? From there, the relationship starts. It's, it's you know, I'd say immediately at that point, you should have on the schedule a first IT meeting, a first uh, management meeting, and you're, you're kind of going through the process. Let's tie a bow on this because I think what we have spoken about today is talking about changing IT providers and how it should be more common than it is if you do your due diligence and research, just like anything else that you care about, it's at least worth the outreach to learn if you can improve with a different provider. Vitaltech's based in Chicago. We love when we grow with new partners. So let's talk about what an IT provider should be offering in 2020 to close out this Vital Talk podcast. Full disclosure, Vitaltech, the services has happened over the years, years as technology has enhanced, has enhanced we provide unlimited service centers and equipment and phones. We have monthly strategic meetings, Sean, that you just sort of alluded to that you kind of get the ball rolling right away. Yeah. And you try to ingrain that as the norm and preventative maintenance on servers and workstations, real-time network logging and monitoring should be a must with any IT provider that you're dealing with, certainly a managed IT. We do not have annual contracts. I think that sometimes can be a deterrent for people. We have to reapply and basically each month, um, our value and worth. We do custom website app development and our help desk is available um, from 8.30 to 10.30, uh, 8.30 a.m., 8 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. So you've now had a company that has grown over the course of over a decade. Um, what should a business expect from their IT provider now? Yeah, so other than the services that you just beautifully talked about, um, I, it's, it's, you know, how do you take that and apply it to the business? And in 2020, I, I think a heavy, heavy focus, which has been 2018 and probably even more so in 2019, um, it's security. There's, 
you know, literally just today somebody was hacked and we had to identify all the emails that the emails whose emails compromised to and send them an email saying, please don't click the link and so on and so forth. So um, it's a billion dollar industry right now. Um, malicious actions and cybersecurity and hacking. 97 billion worldwide. Yep. Uh, 97 billion million billion dollars spent in 2019 projected yeah. on merely cybersecurity. Yeah, and they're making uh, the malicious people are making a billion dollars a year. It's more than a billion dollars a year. Just so why would they stop doing it? They're not going to. So there should be a heavy focus on security and that should be part of the assessment. It should be part of your discussions. There's a lot of different paths to go there. Um, I think we did a I think I know we did a cybersecurity podcast, so give that one a listen. Um, contact us if you have any questions. I actually love talking about security. Um, take a look at SaaS options. So um, SaaS is cloud options. It's basically uh, like 365 or just web-based options, um, tools that you use to run your business or that your business, not run it, but tools that your, your business and your employees use on a routine basis. Um, they're just becoming more and more and more popular as time goes on. And that just removes things from running on your own infrastructure, whether it's hosted or in on-site or off-site there. Um, we, we should always continue to improve SLAs. That should never go away. Um, identify recurring issues, identify common issues, figure out the quickest way to fix it, figure out if we need to buy something. Um, you know, we should, we always try and work towards reducing calls. Um, and that fluctuates a lot, but you should always look at the SLAs um, that you have with your current provider. Um, more communication and integration with customers. This one's huge. Um, whether it's IT committees um, or it's the simple communication that we just talked about recently of, hey, I'm stepping away, I'm still working on it. Um, you need to talk, we need to talk more with our customers and our clients um, on a day-to-day -day basis, really understand their business, understand how they use IT on a day-to-day -day basis, understand their frustrations with it, also understand what tools are out there that can help benefit our clients and their business and, and, and um, talk about whether or not those are appropriate for you know, that specific client or business. Communication integration, there's so many things there that, that's a huge one. We could probably do a podcast on that ourselves. Um, and then just you know, from a communal standpoint, we talked about this in the beginning, is just help the world know the importance of an IT support company. Um, it's not just for break fits. It's not just someone you call when, when things go wrong or something breaks. Um, the first thing you touch is technology and, you know, in the beginning of the day, um, all of your applications, whether they're in the cloud or not, rely on technology heavily. And unless your business can run, and, and that's awesome if it can, with, with downtime, um, you need to have internet, you need to have a network, you need to have connectivity. Um, so at, at the very least should have network monitoring and someone managing your, your internet and, and network equipment. Um, so it's just, there's, there's a lot more to it, I guess, the point there than just break fix. Um, you should, you have to, I want to make sure that people understand that there's a lot more to it than just break fix and more importantly, understand the benefits of, of not having a break fix. And if you're not getting an enhanced management team nowadays, chances are we feel very confidently there's a better option out there and we care at vital tech it's why we do our content series and if you're interested in our blogs or videos or further podcasts you can get them on our website at vitaltechsolutions.com our videos are on our youtube channel which is a vital tech youtube channel and our podcast of vital talk 
all on technology that really cater to the layman business professional, getting the expertise from Sean, are available wherever podcasts are found. And all of that, again, is on vitaltechsolutions.com. We care deeply. We understand you want to grow your business and change is mandatory in those cases. And we'd like to help you with that. So, Sean. Couldn't say it better myself. Thank you for listening. Let us know if you have any questions, please. Yeah, you can call us at 312-533-4900. You can email us, partnerships at vitaltechsolutions.com and visit our website at vitaltechsolutions.com. For Sean, I'm Scott. Thanks for listening. Thank you.